Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. 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 Turner Sparks just got married and has moved home to America after 12 years living in China. Sir Michael Ira Kaplan has two kids, a wife, a job, and has spent his entire life in the USA. Neither one can figure their country out. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 13. My name's Turner Sparks. My name is... Mordechai Kaplan. Oh, you're still going with the I, Mordechai. I like the way of the ring. It ring. Is it still Hanukkah right now? It is. No, it's finally over. It's 2017. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It ended on New Year's Day. It just oh, ended. Oh, really? Yeah. That's good. The party never stops. Yeah, I went to a New Year's Day brunch. That, uh, it was a Hanukkah brunch, but it doubled as a New Year's Day brunch yesterday. Nice. And uh, I'm still, I, I think it's Hanukkah because I'm kind of, I was really, during Hanukkah, I was really into following the holiday this year. I was eating latkes, potato pancakes, like almost every night. Potato pancakes? That's what we eat. If we discussed it last week, I don't remember. And uh, I was spinning the dreidel with the kids. Nice. And they were eating, they were, t- they were opening up gifts every day. It was like a what endless did they thing get? of gifts. Well, um, they got, you know, Ruby, my daughter, got lots of like doll stuff, doll house, a stroller. Oh, so they don't get like, it's not like traditional gifts. They get like kids' gifts. What's a traditional gift? Do you mean like, like a, like a I, Star like a David? Dreidel or, every day? Give me a dreidel a day. Yes, we gave them, a, I gave them a, the Talmud one night, the Zohar the next. <laughs> That's uh, what I'm saying. No, yeah. So that, well, the thing was that the big Barbara thing was Teddy's big gift is he's getting a new big crazy bunk bed. Nice. So her whole thing was going to be like, we'll give him like books and like small stuff. Yeah. Uh, and she'll get. You know, we explained so it ahead of time, but then when we opened up the gifts and she's getting like a cool toy and he's getting like a book, he kind of was getting upset. So then I ran out and bought him like a lightsaber. And, uh, I bought <laughs> Wait, him this does cool it go like climactic? Thing. Like they get the crappiest gift the first day and then it's no, like, I try to do it like, uh, you know, like balance it. You know, like when you put an album together, you don't want to put all the singles in the beginning. Yeah. And then people stop them listening. You just, you oh, wanna, so it's like a, it has a flow to like, it. Like it's like a batting down, order, like lead down. off, lead off strong, fourth night. That's you gotta the have best. power. Clean up. Yeah, you gotta have protection so you don't want a terrible one the next night. You don't Put the catcher off. in the eighth spot. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Now, when you're a kid, it's the other way around because when you're, when, when you're older as a kid, you can strategize. You know what you asked for. I remember this. Yeah. I would try to, like, I didn't wanna, like, the same thing. Like, some nights I didn't wanna, I didn't wanna get something I didn't like. So I would, yeah. But, uh, you know, I, um, the thing with Hanukkah, though, is I was really trying to follow to the letter. I was inspired by our episode to follow to the letter of the law this year. And one thing we didn't discuss was... <laughs> when did we say that in the episode? Well, I just felt like I was outjewed by our guest Esther last oh, week. Oh, yeah, you were. So, you know, one thing we didn't... By dis- the way, the feedback for you yeah. was awful. Yeah, I know. I was, my rabbi was hitting me hard. They loved her, but yeah. McDreamy was not happy we with you. He was, he's, he's, they're coming at me with the... You should see the fan mail I'm getting. Yeah. But, uh, you know, so I was trying to be extra Jewish this week. Sure. One thing we didn't discuss was that the dreidel, the origins of the dreidel, I don't know if you know this. Don't know. The Jews were hiding out. They weren't allowed to study the Torah. Okay. And when the Greeks would come by, seeing them studying the Torah, the Jews would drop the Torah, hide it, supposedly, and, and it would play spin? dreidel instead. It was a gambling game. Oh! And they were pretending like they were gambling. So I, I really tried to gamble a lot this week. So gambling I, was more legal? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I guess, yes. Gambling's <laughs> always, Jews have been bookmakers. We've been into the gambling bracket for a long time. might be a We sin. built Vegas. Uh, so yeah, no, no, we're money lenders. What do you mean a sin? No, no, no. It's for us. <laughs> for anyway, you, exactly. go ahead. So you gambled so this I've week? So I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been <laughs> betting a lot of football. I thought it was my doing my mitzvah. Uh, How'd try, you do? I, 
uh, Western Michigan just missed an extra point. It was a disaster. How did, did so you I, bet on Maccabi Tel Aviv? No, football, football. Oh, American. Okay. But, you know, I think God rewarded me because I went to a Hanukkah party with the kids and there was a raffle. <laughs> and uh, you had to guess how many like dreidels were in a bin. And I, I, I remember from Hebrew school, that there's 613 uh, good deeds. So I guessed 613 and it was like 630. Nice. So I won an Amazon Echo. Hey, what is that? It's, uh, yeah, you're really lost, America. You don't have technology. <laughs> but I just found out what Amazon it's is. It's a way for kids to torture you because my kids uh, will just say, just ask it questions all day long or ask it to play music, and it just does it. It's, it's like voice Siri activated. for life? It's Siri for life, yes. So, nice. So that was my Hanukkah, uh, and I felt, like, I felt like I redeemed myself as a Jew because I got to impress the Orthodox people through this party by telling them why I guess the number 613. They were impressed by that. Oh, okay. Yeah, Esther so, Steinberg wouldn't have Esther known that. Esther Steinberg, I don't know. Should have asked her. Yeah. How many dreidels? Guess. But, uh, so that was my, that's my Hanukkah. Well, Gambling is over, and I guess I'm not allowed to bet anymore until next Hanukkah. Is that for real? No, I'm not going to make that play. <laughs> yeah, yet. you're a big gambler. <laughs> Wait, okay, so I want to tell you what I did. I just, I just to continue my coffee um, tour of New York City, we got McDonald's a couple <laughs> weeks ago. Did you for Christmas? Is it a coffee tour Coming in New York up City? <laughs> on a future episode, I'm going to review um, 7-Eleven coffee inspired by Esther Steinberg last right, week. Okay. But tonight I went to Burger King. <laughs> Best coffee so you're far. You're really lost in America. If this, this is where is you're best. going to for no, your no, no, coffee. No, no, no. Can I tell you why? Because, um, first of all, it's, they, okay, so you get, they give you the coffee. Right. And then when I went to McDonald's, they give you the thing, like the little milk in the little uh, container. Yeah. Half and half, whatever. I pour it in. It's like all sugar. Right. I'm like, and then, so I'm like half and half. I thought that meant like half milk and half other milk or something. <laughs> and so then tonight I go Burger King. They give me like five of those half and half things. I had, I had. I had to like shotgun one to make sure it wasn't all sugar. It wasn't. It was just straight milk. So I pour it in. So I give Burger King the advantage. So you're saying you're giving Burger King the coffee quality doesn't matter at all. No, because coffee the all tastes the same to me. I don't drink it very often. Oh my gosh. But at least I know what, if you're going to sell half and half, you have to say what the half is and what the other half is. How do you not know what the half is? Oh, you're saying it's what sometimes it? it's, I don't know what sometimes half and half is. I, I drink coffee black. I don't know. Is it coffee mate? I I'm not even sure. Is that Australian? Is it, it mate? It's like, Look, I'm just going to cut you off and tell you advice here in America, especially in New York and the Northeast in general. If you don't want to go to Starbucks or to fancy coffee shops, if that's yeah. not your scene, Dunkin' Donuts is the staple. How much does it cost? Because here's yeah. the other thing. Burger, McDonald's is one dollar. This is a dollar nine, so right, I'm paying well, nine extra cents just so I, you know, peace of mind on the. All half right, it's half. probably like double that price. Oh, okay, but it's better coffee. They have a better lid. You know, it's a well, maybe it's sealed, we'll go there. so you don't burn your hand when you're walking. At some point in the, the future, best lid in the business, Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> yeah. All right, should we get to Lost in America? Let's get to it because I got a lot this week. Oh boy, play the music. Play the freaking music. Love the music. Yeah, I'm gonna stop saying I love the music because it should be implied I love the music. Okay. I All really, right. Well, really here, love okay, the music. but here's what we're doing this week. We didn't. We uh, before we get to Lost America, our our guest is we got Weber back. We got Michael, Michael H. Weber. H. Weber. The H is for Hebrew. The H is for hell yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be a good pot. And we're doing a review. The review. Happy New. Year. Do we even was say Happy most, New Year? Was he our most popular guest? Has that been? Uh, we're gonna we're gonna put that up as a poll. Later? Well, we'll find out because we're right. gonna get to that. We're gonna review year one of Lost in America, all twelve episodes because we started very late in the year. <laughs> we're only gonna review the year of things that happened since we started the pod. We're only reviewing what happened on our pod. Our year, year, not everyone else's. It's our year in review. Screw them. Screw whoever died. Nothing else really happened this year. No, it wasn't a big year, right? Yeah, exactly. It wasn't a consequential year in any way. Reviewing our pod. Right. And we have, yeah, we have our obunsman, our guest, our uh, our friend, our comrade coming back on. <laughs> <laughs> Life <laughs> coach. Yeah. Public editor. But lost in America. Here, okay. I'm, I've been trying to sign up for Obamacare because <laughs> okay. I'm trying to get in. And, um, you know, I guess the whole thing's going to get erased, but whatever. You got to get in in advance so then you can, you know, get grandfathered in, they say. 
Right. That's the whole thing. That's the push. So it seemed, I don't know if that's the it's actually going to happen. But. So it seemed impossible when I just went on the website. It's like, so, but then I found this phone number. I called this lady. She's like, come on over. When was this? Three weeks ago. All right. Two weeks ago, maybe. She's like, come on over to our office. Just call some lady. Yeah. Just, she seemed to be figured out. Did she work for the government or is she just Unclear. Like a, she's a consultant? She said, get off of this subway stop. <laughs> You'll find me. Oh, I'll wave right. you down. So I went in. <laughs> and then, personalized service. Yeah. So then that was really good because I go in and she was like, uh, she's like, how did you do this? Do you do this? Do you do this? And then she's sitting next to her computer. She's filling the whole thing out for me. Oh, like an old-fashioned travel agent when you're like in there. and they Exactly. Yeah, she's right. asking me questions. How much did you make? Well, if you don't know, what did you think you made? Blah, blah, blah. So I'm going through it all. She blasts through it. I find out how. She's like, what do you do for a living? I'm like a comedian. I'm not sure if I call it for a living, but, hmm. you know, it is for now. I'm making a living. And so then find out she's like, my cousin's a comedian. I'm like, who is it? She goes, Tracy Morgan. <laughs> Wait, I'm Tracy, like, oh, right. Tracy Morgan's cousin helped you with your Obamacare? She hooked it up. Yeah. Well, So everything seems great. Can we get Tracy on the pod? I don't know. I'll, but I have her phone number. We can call her back. Let's harass Tracy Morgan's cousin until... So, I think so, he can do it. He's up for things. Everything seems good. Then I get a thing today. comes in the mail today. And it says, sorry, um, the, the amount of money you put in that you make does not... We checked you out in the, New York, the state of New York, and those numbers aren't correct. Are you sure it came today? Because we're taping this on a federal holiday where there's no mail. It, I mean, I looked at it today. Do you check your mailbox every day? It could day have or? come yesterday. And then they said, you need to return this. You need to re-put in all of your figures and return it to us by January 4th, which is like two days from now. It'll be the day after this pot comes out. So, and then, but they're like, the way to return it to us is by um, fax, which like, who has a fax machine? Right. Well, you texted me and asked me if I had a fax machine. I asked Weber which, if he had one. Like, right. no, no, I no mean, one has a fax machine. This is 2000. Mail, I can just mail it in. Oh. But that will take longer than a day. Well, if it's postmarked. No, you have to get there. Oh. And then the third one is um, some website. I can log into a website, but I need a password. I have to call the office, and no one's working today. Mm. Why didn't you call Tracy's cousin? She doesn't work today. You don't have her cell? I got her work number. She didn't <laughs> give me her, her home phone. Oh, Tracy's cousin let us down. So Obamacare's fucked. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So, so you're saying it's fucked based on your one personal experience. Yeah, because email me earlier or just hook it up, bro. Like, you don't need to know how much I actually make. Back off, right? Well, and, and so we should tell everyone what the solution is to all this, right? The solution is I have a fax machine. Yeah, so I get, I'm giving work. you the papers so I and you're faxing remember. it in from Bob's office tomorrow. Well, the, for <laughs> I don't even... So, Anyway, here's my whole thing. I, I'm going to forget. I should have voted for Trump, probably. I'm on tr I want Trump to fix this. I want Because here's the thing what Trump's going to do. Trump's going to be like, you don't have to tell me how much you make. Just lie. Make it up. It's good. We're, you know, we want to make America work again. Isn't that what he said? <laughs> and like they said, you need to make less or make more. What do you need? I have no idea. Oh, so you have to lie one way there. How do they know how much you make as a comic? Well, I'm not lying. I'm, I'm, I'm sending in my real numbers. Oh, okay. All right. I'm but they the just didn't the believe. The IRS might be listening, I know. They didn't believe my real numbers, is what I'm telling you. They so. probably didn't believe that, uh, what a comic makes a night. They probably think you make more. Well, that's why I got to get Tracy Morgan's cousin on my side and be like, listen, early years. Well, well, Trace, yeah, Tracy, you have to go back. So, all right. Well, look, Obamacare, their whole goal is they need people like you to sign up. I'm trying You're young to sign up. and healthy, I think. Yes, I am. So you are sort of young. So you're the whole key to the whole system. The system crumbles without you. Totally. I'd so we need you on board, although it's going to crumble in three weeks anyway. But for the final three weeks, I don't know. I have nothing to tell you. I have nothing to, all I know is, is that anytime I've ever had to deal with any websites through government stuff, yeah. they're, always like, they're always designed like on DOS. It was very so they're really hard. I can't imagine you can't. Well, that's why I loved it. No, I couldn't. I never could have figured it out. But when she went through and figured it out all out for me, I was like, oh, I love Obama. I love Obamacare. I'm in. I'm glad I voted for Hillary. You know, and then <laughs> and then when they sent me this letter today, I'm yeah. like 180, baby. Right, right. Sign me up, Republican right. Party. You're you're already you just donate money for the reelection campaign in four years. You're the, the rare. What I'm saying is my you're votes the, there's for already sale. voters. <laughs> I don't know if there's a class of voters that have studied like you who already are upset that they didn't vote for Trump. <laughs> if they all got the same letter I did today, maybe they would be. All right. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. All right. Should we get to our sponsor? We're probably going to lose our sponsor over this take you just had. Well, we might sponsor. have already lost him because we got kicked out. Wait, we're not recording from our sponsor studios. I know. We got booted based off of what we said the last couple of weeks, taunting Ents. Right. But they were taunting us by not, not putting us in the email. Right. Well, they've also, I mean, there's been some provocative developments where they've, well, in their they, latest email, they're promoting comics from your show. Yeah. And they don't promote you. 
They came. <laughs> they came to my Kung Fu comedy show at the Lantern. I saw them. They laughed. Right. When I was up there. But they inced other comics that night. They did not ince you. Other comedians we can't name. They ince them. We won't name because we won't we're not promoting. Traitors, scabs. And then they didn't ince me. So I made my, you know, I voiced my opinions after the show. Right. In the you bar upstairs. Fisticuffs. I was a couple whiskeys deep. Yeah, yeah. There was a, a few scotches on uh, both sides of the equation. And then Ikram said, that's it. Get out. One week suspension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he accused you of getting in his face a little bit. And yeah, so we're at an unnamed lo- location right now. Yeah. We'll see if we can um, patch it back up with Ikram. But in the meantime, get ants, everybody. Yeah, they're still our sponsor. Our, legal, our, our lawyers advise us we have to still promote them. <laughs> Blue the shirt contract has not gave been us ripped a up. stern warning. Yeah, he said, don't come, in, don't come too hot today. Yeah, so, and we, I mean, you know, it's like fighting with a brother. We still love Ents. We love those people. We'll figure it out. They'll figure it out with us, whatever. Right, right. But we'll um, get it at, you can get it in the App Store. It's E-N-S-E. a great app. E-N-S-C. Press the lips. You can record. It's like Twitter for uh, voice messages for short yeah. recordings. And, you know, you're going to be going off to China for the next month, and I'm going to be going through podcast withdrawal. Yes. So I'm going to just go through Ents probably and just, like, fire stuff up there. I mean, it's already up there if I've Ents it, but put a label on it so people know what's from the pod. Yeah. Check out the Lost in America uh, Follow tag. us. Lost in America. We'll be Ents in a way. All right. All right. Guest? Let's get to it. Oh, this is going to be exciting. All right. Let's do it, baby. All right, we have our first ever returning guest to the podcast. That means we're out of people who will answer our calls. We're, com- we're yeah, all we're doing do it all over again. Yeah, we're, this first we're Weber, then Billy Bush, <laughs> and Blue Shirt, then Blue Shirt. Yeah, Mick Macalaco. We should. People want to vote on who we should definitely not have back on. That's a good idea. Know. That'll be on the on the Twitter right. on our Twitter feed. This on uh, Lost in America Pod on Twitter. Oh, you can also follow. And they can't me. vote for me because some people think I'm a guest still. <laughs> Don't vote for me to not come you back. You can follow follow me at Turner B Sparks on Twitter. Kaplan M I Kaplan eleven. What's the eleven for? The eleven is is for Teddy's mat at school. He told <laughs> me when he takes nap time, he he takes a nap in mat number eleven. He won't nap anywhere else. Nice best mat. Is he, so, d- does he do that because he's a fan of the pod? Of course. Yeah. I mean, there you go. Or maybe he's a fan of your Twitter. Just, I mean, he's getting at school. People are coming up to him and asking for his autograph and asking if, you know, so. Big fish. Yeah, exactly. Teddy it's, Kaplan. It's, it's helping him become even more popular. All right. So yeah. our guest, let's get to him. Screenwriter Michael H. Weber. He told me this is his intro and he brought his own plugs. Wow. He's sponsored. He gets sponsors. <laughs> our guests are sponsors. Hey, let's listen. We're on the outs with Ents. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe we can... Turn ship. Is that the phrase? I'm yeah. not sure. Right? <laughs> All right. So here he is. Screenwriter Michael H. Weber. His appearance on Lost in America is brought to you by Barty Farms in Warren, New Jersey. <laughs> a family farm since 1904. BartyFarms.com. That is B-A-R-D-Y-F-A-R-M-S.com. They can't sponsor us because we can't do a pod at a farm. In New Jersey. Uh, They're not even sponsoring us. They're oh, sponsoring yeah. him. Oh, okay. There are no farms in New Jersey, Guys, but you whatever. play your cards right. Michael you H. Weber, how you doing? I'm great. It's an honor, once again. The pride of Barty Farms here, everybody. Pride play your cards Barty. right. You never know. Barty Farms could be your next sponsor. They could be your next Ents. They could be our next studio. We Will could do them. provide free tomatoes. We you know, can- Turner, you were a non-believer in New Jersey farms. I think Lost in America pod should go to New Jersey and do a remote pod on a farm. But, but I wouldn't say I'm a non-believer. I'm agnostic. <laughs> on, I'm not sure if they exist. You right. know, I'm you undecided. They, they used to exist and now they're dead? Like, what's... Sure. No, it just means I don't know yet. Yeah. They uh, might, they might not. I, I'm not... It's too soon to make a judgment. <laughs> right. You need more yeah. evidence. All right, well... But I can do that. How far is Barty Farms from here? Warren, New Jersey. It's close by, right outside New York City. You can get there in under an hour. What's their best uh, crop? Well, look, it's seasonal. So, I mean, so, if you want to go any time of year, you can't beat a New Jersey tomato. That's in the summer. Unless you're in Sacramento. Uh, <laughs> Sacramento. Okay. Sacramento's okay. known for tomatoes? Sacramento. That's the nickname. Swear to God. Really? Yeah. I, Cap- <laughs> Kaplan, did you know I this? I did not know that. Yeah. I don't know that much about Sacramento, though. I know Boogie Cousins. I'm, I'm, I'm lost okay. in Sacramento. We'll do that next time you're on. All right, so Barty Farms, they got tomatoes. They probably got uh, carrots. I don't know. Potatoes. Here's what they have. Everything at Whole Foods, but better 
fresher, more reasonably priced. Less smug. Wow, less smug, less uh, beards and mustaches. You won't know who works there, unlike your other adventure. <laughs> less wool Whole caps. Yeah. You were at Whole Foods and you didn't know who worked there. Right. You oh, yeah, know, you can't tell. You will know who works there at Barty Farms. Nice. And they're wonderful people. You know what I would like well, to point let's get out, out is that we, this is our second time having Weber on, and we've spent way more time talking about farming than screenwriting. Yeah, I know. Well, so that's the thing. We got some blowback last time Weber was on from not for not talking at all about his career, right? Um, in the film you don't industry, know how to do interviews. We're not trained at this people. in Hollywood. Plus, we already know. So why do we care? Right. Why are we going to ask? But in on that light, uh, Weber, we want to talk to you about your career. Well, I think it's bizarre. You've had you guys have had me on twice now. I'm the first repeat guest. Yeah. Yet. You don't know anyone who's traveled the world less than me. Like, basically, all I know is America, and I don't know anywhere else. Very you true. Right. Where have you been? But, no, no, no. <laughs> Screw where have you been. We got to get to your career. So you made films, right? Okay, go. You got four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us. No, because we got to get That's it fine. done. I can actually explain screenwriting in under four minutes. You had five minutes, no. but you spent a minute on Barty Farms. So. <laughs> I'd actually have a few more things I'd like to say about New Jersey tomatoes. <laughs> Tell us about screenwriting. Is your next movie maybe going to be about the uh, farm? You know what? It's about farming. It's a screenwriter. No, no, it's not. Uh, I have two movies coming out in 2017. What do you got? Uh, the first one is called The Masterpiece with James Franco, Dave Franco, Seth Rogen. Great cast. They're all in it? They're all in it. Uh, it'll powerhouse. be out in the spring. It's called The Masterpiece. Nice. And then uh, later this year, probably, uh, I'm guessing the fall, uh, is a movie called Our Souls at Night with Robert Redford and Jane Fonda. Can I tell you, Myrna Sparks, very fired up about that movie. This is uh, right up her alley. <laughs> she she's is. Gonna, she's I told her she it. like flew at Christmas. We were sitting at the Christmas table for dinner eating ham. Oh, wait. She flew through the roof. That's what you guys do. Christmas, you're sitting there talking about yes. the Jews running Hollywood. That's it. I like yeah. it. Yeah, and she came straight through. <laughs> straight through and right back down again. They thought she was Santa. And how was the ham? Fantastic. But they, back to Weber. That's why we took over Hollywood, to give non-Jews something to talk about over the Christmas table. Exactly. So. Well, it worked. She, Robert Redford. All right, so you have both of those movies coming out. Coming out this year. Real question. Those are seemingly very different. One's like a big comedy. Is that right or no? Uh, I'm master, thinking the Rogan. The masterpiece is funny, but it's actually uh, based on a true story. I wrote it with my friend Scott Neustadter, uh, and it, it, we adapted a book called The Disaster Artist. And it's about these two knuckleheads, uh, not that different from you guys, hey. who uh, <laughs> set out to make a movie. Shout out. Yeah. <laughs> shout, out shout out to Turner Sparks and uh, Michael Ira <laughs> Kaplan. Uh, two guys who have no idea what they're doing. And despite the world telling them no, they decide to make a movie, and they set out, uh, and they made a movie that's now considered by many the worst movie of all time, The Room. Sure. Uh, so uh, it's a story based on uh, uh, a true story of these guys making this uh, now notoriously terrible film, uh, and how that movie came to be, and the story of their friendship, and it's very funny, uh, but it's a story about failed dreamers, but you kind of wonder, did they really fail? Because the movie has become famous the room and now for famous. its badness and right. now they and are people famous, love that so. movie. that's a, that's our shtick that's what we're going yeah, for you will one day be famous for doing a terrible podcast <laughs> is, is weber gonna write <laughs> a movie only? about this podcast one day i doubt it <laughs> if we pressure him yeah um and then uh yeah if no we and agree, then, if we put a lot of farming into it like <laughs> yes, eating, if yes. we start eating corn on the scenes less like, ends yeah. more farms yes all right. exactly and then our souls at night is also actually a book adaptation uh, a novel by kent huruff uh, it's a relationship story uh, yeah. and a love story. So, so you start your first movie was Five Hundred Days of Summer. Is that right? Or Pink no. Panther two? Uh, Scott and I uh, sold a pitch to Fox for a movie that never got made okay. uh, called Starfish, and that was our first job uh, that got our sort of foot in the door. Um, we we had written Five Hundred Days of Summer. It had taken a number of years to sell and a number of years to get made. All told, from writing it to it coming out was over five years. Uh, in the in-between years, we were hired to write The Pink Panther 2. I think something like 30 other writers worked on it after us, uh, and yet somehow we ended up with credit, which is amazing. Uh, but it was a great experience. Uh, so we've done all kinds of things. And that was, I guess, 2009, 500 Days came out. And so now your niche is adapting fil- uh, sorry, books into films. Is that correct? Uh, we've had more success in recent years getting adaptations made. Um, we love writing originals. We find that it's harder to get the originals made because originals, unless it's something that could be a big future franchise, 
they don't have a built-in audience. And a lot of these books, we were lucky enough to adapt The Fault in Our Stars. That book has sold over 10 million copies. So when there is a built-in audience for the book, the movie studio thinks, wow, that's so many people who are going to go and buy tickets to the movie. So yes, we've done a lot more adaptations in recent years, but a big part of that is not just because we're book nerds, but also it's been easier to get adaptations made. So well, you need, to, you need to sell 10 million copies of your Mr. Softy book. And it's going to happen. And then, and then we can get Weber on board. Yeah, yeah. Nice. You sell 10 million copies. <laughs> yes. Uh, not only will I adapt that book, but the number of listeners this podcast has will go through the roof. Done. Such that Kaplan will have to get that tattoo we <laughs> nice. talked about last I'll get time. caned in Singapore, and Kaplan will get a tattoo so he can't be buried so next to his grandma. if your book is too successful, you'll be caned in Singapore. <laughs> <laughs> There's a line. Okay, so, but, okay, so here's what I want to know is, did you, how did you go from, because originals, like 500 Days of Summer, to adapting... Like, did someone else put that together? You might, guys no, might be our, good at this. Our first book adaptation uh, came to us in 2008. We'd actually just finished shooting 500 Days, but it was not released till 2009. And right after we wrapped shooting, our executive producer at Fox Searchlight uh, handed us a book, a novel called The Spectacular Now. Yeah. And that ended up being our first uh, attempt at adapting uh, a novel. And it was a great experience. We loved the book. Uh, we had fun adapting it. And even then... It took five years to get that made um, because uh, at the time, uh, the trend in the industry were for a lot of movies about teenagers ha tended to have superpowers or werewolves and vampires, uh, yeah. all that kind of stuff, um, wizards. And The Spectacular Now, if you know the book or the film, it's a very grounded, realistic story of a teenage alcoholic. And we wanted to uh, tell that story honestly and uh, with drinking and with sex and with language. And getting someone to make that movie ended up being harder than we thought because we didn't want to water it down. Being a teenager is not a PG experience, uh, and it took us five years to get that made. But that was our first adaptation job, and we loved it. And didn't you guys end up producing that? We did end up producing it, and the reason that happened, uh, and I'll let you, your audience listeners in on a dirty little Hollywood secret, more times than not, when someone is listed as a producer, it does not mean they necessarily produce the movie, whatever you think producing might be. A lot of times it just means they owed you some money and they decided not to pay you, but instead you get producing credit. In the case of Spectacular Now, yeah, uh, it was a studio film, and we ended up having to make it independently. When it moved over to become an independent film, they said, oh, you know all those bonuses you guys were supposed to get? Here's producing credit. And that, by the way, that happens all the time. Scott and I were just thrilled to get the movie made. So Ence is producing this podcast. So Ence is producing your podcast. <laughs> Ence is producing your podcast, contributing uh, a lot of resources. Oh, um, anyway, so that's what, in the case of that, we, we were producers to the extent that we were involved in casting. We were helping meeting with financiers. Um, I think it was because for five years we helped the other producers carry the project, trying to get it made, trying to find a cast, and we were then given producing credit. But we, when, it, when a studio film becomes an independent film, that happens a lot of the time. Gotcha. If you want to be a producer, get someone in Hollywood to owe you money. Boom. Basically. Right. Honestly, that's a pretty good route. All and right. did I find, because people asked me when this, or we're just like, did you find that people thought 500 Days of Summer was a book first? I've had a ton of people say you that. You lived me. in China when that movie came out. It probably wasn't. Yeah, book. but it was big. It was it, big over there. It, um, well, it's funny because apparently last year, uh, I don't even know if I should tell the story, and I will because uh, no one's listening. And it's uh, yeah. the uh, Chinese <laughs> film producers approached us about writing a version of the movie for China. Uh, it's big over there. And and so I think you're right. There there is wasn't an there, over there. Uh, dude. Hire me. All uh, what do you, what do they call consultant? that? Consultant. What? Yeah, consultant. Throw me a throw me a hundred G's or whatever. Call my he, agent. He works on a, <laughs> he works on a uh, instead of greeting cards. He's a Mr. Softy driver. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, there and you go. We can call, make some twists. <laughs> call Bill Zotti. It's uh. <laughs> Wasn't there like a bootleg copy you saw in China where like they changed all the names? Not only like, that, was, there he was it to me and the credit box. The credit, like the, a lot of times when movie when bootleg movies are sold illegally abroad, they lift a credit box from a different movie. So the outside of the box looked like Five Hundred Days, but the credits on there, I think it was like a Nora Ephron film starring Matthew Perry. Like the cast was like a completely word different. soup. And also this, I went into like a fake DVD shop, which is what they have over there. It looks like Blockbuster essentially, but everything in there is fake, right? So it's like a legit store, but everything's fake. I went in. 
And they had a section for you, for Weber. Because they had... <laughs> no, they didn't. They had 500 Days of Summer right next to Pink Panther 2. So they did their research. And that was when those were your only two movies. You know, like, those were your first two. And they had them right next to each other, but then the back of them both had completely different... Like, they'd had, the credits were all different. And but, I, like, there wasn't a section, like, it had my name and a tab. No, but like, why would they put those two right <laughs> next was, to each uh, other? Bill's picks, and he just is a big fan. Yeah, the guy in the store who... So I, I took a picture of it. Yeah. I took a picture of it, and I sent it to you, and then I told the guy, I was like, hey, my friend wrote both of these. And the guy, like, freaked out. He's like, oh, my God, if he ever comes to China, tell him to come in here, I'll have him sign him. I'm like, yeah, but you realize that you're, like, stealing money from everyone who worked on these. He was like, ah, yeah. yeah do you have their address? I'm calling the WGA right now. We're going to shut that down. Can Blue Shirt do it? His name's Johnny. Johnny, if well, when Blue Shirt listens to this episode, uh, oh, we'll Blue, get Blue Shirt on it. Blue, reach out to them, Season shut it down. Johnny. Nice. All right, so I think we should get back to farms, guys. Enough about this Hollywood. <laughs> well, nonsense. let's get into the twelve. I mean, our our twelve episode year. Our podcast the from two thousand sixteen. The world is this the thirteenth episode? This, this is, is number 13. Oh, my God. Guys, this bar is mitzvah. the bar mitzvah yeah. of this podcast. <laughs> this, pod, <laughs> this podcast is a man today. So, okay, here's what we want to ask. Here's what we want to do first. So we, took, we did some polls. For our year end, we polled the audience. We did it through Twitter. We did it through um, WeChat in China. We wanted to see what was their favorites. So, first of all, favorite podcast development of the year. That right. means things that happen on the pod. I'll give you examples, and we'll say. I, I mean, it has to be Ents, right? The, the well, that's one. Working with Ents is one. Bringing in Ents. The whole Ents right? saga. Well, no, no. Another one is attacking Ents. Right. We've gone after them a little I mean, bit. I'm right, the, okay, the, the, keep going, but bringing in Ents is a big deal. I mean, that's probably the largest income bump Kaplan had in the entire year. Was uh, selling those I'll raise my hand and say me too. Yeah. I, <laughs> I've seen his Obamacare forms and let me meet <laughs> um, This previously talked about the letters we received from Cuba as a podcast development. <laughs> I mean, to offend an entire nation, even if it is one that's falling currently. Yes. Um, and and then, then the last was hiring Blue Shirt. Hiring Blue Shirt. Did you hire him? Hire feels... Well, we've never paid him. Yeah, but he is on our set. He does represent us, although he denies it. If you keep mentioning him like this, he's going to own a third of every episode. (laughs) You stop mentioning him. So, what would you say, Weber? You you say that getting in? I think how I think I think ends coming into all our lives. We were at a bar, and and you can go back and listen to the old episode. But the fact that Ikram came into our lives, bought the shirt off Kaplan's back, not once but twice. Kaplan made fifteen hundred dollars. I don't know if we have any fans. Anyone listening at the IRS? Fans of money. Um, I don't think. Did you did you declare that? We didn't do our taxes yet. January (laughs) second. We can cut it out. Yeah, we'll we'll cut that out. I think you should leave that part in. Anyway, uh, I think Ikram coming into all of our lives was the big development of the podcast. And he might be going to China with you. Rumor has it. So he might be going to China. Then you have the falling out after that. So we don't know. I know. We'll see. Whatever. So we're good. (laughs) Yeah. Send you away on official, official business. No, so I would agree. First class? Coach, but you know, it's the it's year one of the pod. He's in the luggage. Yeah. I uh, so I agree. I agree it's working with it. This is the storyline of the year, I think, because it's the the whole story, the jersey, the and the whole it's growing. The Ents network. Ents is growing, we're, we're growing. Yeah, it's happening. Okay, but so we all agree it's it's working with Ents. The listeners say hiring blue shirt. The listeners. The listeners oh, this has actually been already up. Uh, oh yeah, this has already been. <laughs> you gotta look at <laughs> our don't Twitter. Follow our Twitter feed. Yeah, the listeners love blue shirt. Wow. So we're gonna have to get him back on we for just season two. One guy voting over and over again. No, we, I think you blue can shirt only has vote a big once. fan. We've, we've. I we've, will say he had the best intro line of any of your guests so far. His first line being, "You're morons." <laughs> yeah. Gather like All right, come on in, blue shirt. Use your mic. Grab it. He's been found. He's already pissed at Kaplan. Yeah. We've had how long, where you were just lost in America? You're a moron. <laughs> Let me preface it by saying that. Yeah, you were you were texting me that I'm the biggest uh, moron in the you know I shouldn't be allowed to vote is what I was told. So yes, definitely without a doubt. Uh, where were you? Uh, Kaplan sent me an address for. Can I give the address on here? Sure. One eighty four Sixth Avenue. We also had a had a um a listener Stephen Wright I think who came Stephen to our Wright. he came to our Kung Fu Comedy Show. To, was just specifically there to see Blue Shirt. I asked him, I, saw, I pointed him out to you. I asked if he wanted to meet Kaplan. He said no. He just wanted to know Blue Shirt. He was yeah. disappointed. Maybe Blue he's Shirt a law there. student who needs some guidance. And he said he's going to be writing music this year for Blue Shirt's entry, entry music when he's back on the pod. I'm not even kidding. Wow. I mean, you guys, gonna gonna, I don't know if I'm allowed to break this news. You guys are going to have a harder time getting Blue on the podcast next year as rumor has it. 
Blue is moving to Westchester. No. You're a moron. <laughs> He's going to be a little Transfer. farther away. Oh, my God. We well, have to do a live remote. Well, yeah. We, uh, we, want, we want to do a remote with Hammer, our fashion correspondent. So it'll be a whole, we'll do a tour of Westchester now in the future. Okay. Next, um, friend of the pod. This is a friend we made during, over the course of the podcast, right? Okay. So here are four options. Rabbi McDreamy. <laughs> Everyone uh, hates Rabbi McDreamy. <laughs> Semites. Mick Macalaco, who we are still trying to get on the pod. The latest on Mick Macalaco, he lost the election in Eldorado Hills. Is he on Facebook? Does anyone know that? Probably. I we, mean, one of you should maybe try cool. befriending him. He we, seems like an Instagram He probably guy. has no idea that he's been discussed on eight podcast. Oh, I'm sure he has no idea. I'm sure the Eldorado Hills election... give him a third of our money if we... If we make I mean, if we can find him under the bridge off Eldorado Hills Boulevard, right. sure, we'll give him a third you of our money. You should start a GoFundMe account to help him out. In his next campaign? Yeah, the, exactly. Or just so he doesn't have to live under we'll a bridge. We'll put some lawn signs out. So we're going to try to get him on. Assemblyman Kim... We have it. We discussed him in like a throwaway line. Once. <laughs> well, yeah, he's I, a character of the I'm show. A, I'm a fairly close listener, and I have no idea what yeah, you're what, talking about right now. He's right. the guy who changed the uh, after Kaplan talked about the <laughs> pedophiles in the park. Oh, we offended pedophiles. We didn't say that. <laughs> oh, we forgot. We forgot. <laughs> <laughs> let's re, let's redo that episode. We're, we're, part. We're, we're cutting this part. Out. <laughs> so when we talked about the pedophiles in the park, Assemblyman Kim passed legislation based off of our pod. Yeah, but what about your landlady? I feel like she's more of a character in this than... Well, okay. Well, yeah, we forgot to put her in. And the last one is Billy Bush, friend of the pod. Oh, he's a friend of the pod, yeah. <laughs> Billy Bush. Wait, it is Billy Bush. Is that... Wow. What's up, guys? Is that really Billy Bush? Lost in America. I how, love how, I can't believe you got him. Oh, my gosh. We got you. We've been trying to get a hold of you for, like, a week now. Oh, well, I'm not at Access Hollywood anymore, if that's what you were trying to I was calling me. over there, yeah. I got shit canned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Billy, we're so sorry. He got a lot of votes. Um, I, vote for, well I vote for Mick. Now that, you know, you Billy, vote for Mick? I vote for Mick. Okay. a friend in high places now that Trump won, so I think we should... Well, yeah. I mean, if he's not going to get re, if if, if uh, whatever U.S. or what's it, Good Morning America is not going to bring him back, maybe we could. Yeah, we can be a correspondent, you know. And but, um, yeah. all right, Cap, who I, do you vote for? I don't. I feel like there's better choices. It's got to be some other. Is well, there, who do you a, who? Well, let me think. No, we don't have time to think. That's uh. dead air, bro. <laughs> Keep it moving. I say. So none of our guests. I like Billy go. Bush. You like Mick Macalaco. I like. Uh, well, Ikram doesn't count. No, these are not a guest. It has uh, to be a friend. The Shiki guy. Dashiki guy's for season two, I think. Season two. Dashiki shirt, we're calling him. Yeah. He's the new blue shirt. If blue shirt doesn't shape up. Uh, so, okay, the audience went with Weber. They picked Mick Michalaco. He's got the best name. People love Mick. They Did he love get his... more votes. Well, in there's this also a poll? lot of mystery around him. Did we he don't get more votes. He has to come on. We don't know a lot about him. What's he doing since he lost the election? Right, but he might have got more votes in this Twitter poll than he got in that election. <laughs> he probably <laughs> did. So. Well, he also is literally lost in America because he lost the election. Right. right. All right, Mick McClacker, congratulations. So, do you good. have a, a sound effect for clapping? Sure. Well, in there. No, and uh, I'm not going to get one. <laughs> and the last one is. Best guest of the pod. Now this is oh. we just we didn't we didn't give anyone we didn't put up um, options. We just said vote for whoever you want. Okay, right. we'll have to have been a guest. Right in vet candidates. Yeah, has to have been a guest. So, so who do you guys think? some of the candidates were. were I can't really. I don't know if I can decide because. Well, it Ikram. would seem like if Blue Shirt won the other the Audrey, other question, he probably won D this Bishop. one as well. Let's Joe well, Schaefer. Joe Schaefer. We had Des Bishop. You said. But when was this poll? Was Esther in the poll, or she's? This I think this was pre-Esther. I thought uh, Esther was a good guest. Very though. anti-Semitic that he throws this poll of up course. before the Hanukkah episode. Typical Turner. Well, you know, yeah, but we got. Uh, oh yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah, no, you <laughs> got no Jews. No Jews <laughs> in that list. Oh, Weber and Blue Shirt are both Jews. Yeah, what no, the hell? You're a moron. <laughs> uh, I, All right, you want me to tell you who got votes? Yeah. Also receiving votes. One vote, Billy Bush. <laughs> Best guest of the Wasn't entire guest. I mean, he's a call-in. It's different. He was a call-in. One vote, Joe Schaefer. All right. That was both very early. Um, two votes, Blue Shirt. All right. And two votes, Usama Siddiqui. Oh, Usama, right. Usama got a couple votes. Yeah. So that's, that's all. That's, that's all. all. We only had six Remember votes. Had no votes? No, we only had six votes. Well. We, were, we have so many listeners, they don't vote. we got to get them voting. But we very I voted for Blue Shirt, guys, have to be honest. You vote for Blue? Yeah. I would say our most popular episode was Weber, for sure. 
Yeah. That's why Weber's back I on. I think Usama was the best guest. You guys need the, the January boost in ratings, I understand. Yeah, this is sweeps week. It's yeah, sweeps week. I'm going to deliver. Yeah. So I go Weber. I would go Weber. I will go with Usama Sadiq. Usama Sadiq. Is that his name, Sadiq? <laughs> sure. All right, well, then Usama wins. Oh, no, 3-3. Three, three. Oh. I'm final. It's a push. I would go Usama over Blue Shirt. Wow. You're a moron. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Blue Shirt, you know. No, well, never mind. I'm switching. Blue Shirt. He's going to raise Blue Sh- When we do the year in review 2017, the first name on the list is going to be you insulted Blue Shirt. Right. <laughs> I'm switching to Blue Shirt. Never mind. Blue Shirt. He's our... He's just our, like uh, the election. You're switching your vote after the fact. Exactly. All yeah. Right. All right. Well, if either one of them can figure out my Obamacare, I'll switch to them. Russia right. got to Turner. <laughs> Russia got to me. All right. So that's it. Um, should we get... That's our year. Should we get to that's the news? The that's, that's it. That's all we did. You got anything else? No, we got to do more stuff in 2017. 2017 is going to be big. Cap, how's the uh, tweeting every day going? Oh, I wanted to talk about that. Yes, I, I've, that's something I failed at this year. I, Weber gave me a challenge to tweet once a day. Free meal involved. I didn't make it. I made it like... <laughs> I was going to queue it up. What if but it, you were so close. I, you were so close. I, I made it like four days. You made it four days. Wait, what, tre- about, what about if it averages once a day? No. I was like, I hit the volume. It, it has every to day. be every day. every day. I take it too seriously. I can't send out a, a crappy joke. So it's like, if I don't like it, I like don't just... Because really all the jokes you're saying on the pot are gold? So no, that's the problem. It's different. You're talking. It's not the same as tweeting. No, it's it writing. is. All they care about... The world, they just care about content. Just be as crappy know, as possible. I can't be... I don't know. You ever seen Bravo Network? Right. This man is a perfectionist. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Here's something I think that people want to know. Kevin, because you mentioned you were like at a... You were at a... You were trim. You were fit at the beginning of our pod. And then you right. said you gained like 10 pounds off of I've pod gained, stress. Yeah I, yeah, I can't. I need... So I'm really looking forward to this break. When Where are you now? I'm still fat. So I'm looking forward <laughs> to you going to China. I need like a month of no more being like a podcasting. The pod track. adds 10 pounds? The pod adds weight because it's like you have to like get into this mindset of like trying to entertain. You can't care about your appearances. But now, no, because yeah, yeah, as you established, the fatter you are, the funnier you are. The show yeah. must go on. The show, yeah. yeah. It's like I was down at my, one of my old bars the other day, Doc Holidays. They didn't even recognize you. And I'm sitting there and like uh, there's these four people at a table and they're just sitting there all talking about CrossFit. I was like, this is a dive bar. You're a CrossFit. I know, but it ruins the whole vibe of a dive bar. <laughs> if you got some four like, millennial schmucks sitting there talking about their workout. It's so like, the bar wasn't as good because you were there and you do CrossFit? I wasn't talking about it. <laughs> I was there just drinking a beer. So in other words, if you're in CrossFit, you should keep it to yourself. Yes, it, I think so. When you're at a dive bar, you should go into character and you should be like a bum. What was your character? I get into character. I'm sitting there like a bum who's sitting at the bar on a Saturday Gained 10 pounds. You just gained to 15 pounds to, yeah. uh, to make the podcast better. So what's your weight gain goal for 2017? Well, I'm going to try to lose 10 pounds before you get back from China. And you and better. I'm going to try to slowly gain it back as we... Uh, as okay, because you got to put the funny back on? you got to put the funny back on, yeah. So Maybe I'm gonna... you tanked the tweet a day back because you didn't want the free dinner I offered you because of the weight issue. I tanked, yeah. I learned from Hinky. I, I, I played a long <laughs> game here. All right, should we get to the news? Let's do it. Play the music. All right, play it. Dr. Dog. First news of 2017. This is hot off the presses. Hot off the presses. We're starting out with Weber Pickness news. Rarely wow. do we like brings news. Guys, I, like I see things in the news. I think of you too. This guy, miss, look at this guy. He's writing Hollywood movies, but he still has time to bring news he to the pod. He stapled that together for you. From the Washington Post. Yeah, you don't even staple stuff together. I don't have a stapler. You're a moron. <laughs> <laughs> Who has a stapler in their New Year's apartment? resolution, get a stapler. How old are you? You're 39. You don't have a stapler? <laughs> I don't Who have a stapler, stapler in their apartment. We could do an entire episode about this. You're a writer who doesn't own a stapler. You work in an office. You have, have a, a stapler machine. in my office. You also <laughs> don't have a calendar, right? Like, you don't keep a schedule. No, we have a Paw Patrol calendar we just got for Teddy that I'm going to use. You know, I'm going to look at it. You're going to use to keep your own stuff on your kid's calendar? <laughs> no, we have a chalkboard I use for that. I write things on the chalkboard of the kitchen. Judged by the sun? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> basically. All right, Brent, this is from the Washington Post. French employees, we're going outside of America for the first one. French employees can legally ignore work emails outside of office hours. 
for 2017. Right. Kaplan just rolled his eyes when you said that, when you read that out It says, French workers rang in the new year at midnight, as well as the right to disconnect law that grants employees in the country the legal right to ignore work emails outside of typical working hours. So, wait, I, so, I, it's not, so outside of work in France, you do not have to be checking your phone right, every five seconds like everyone in America I'm gonna does. I'm going to stop you right here. This is, this is like one of these stories that goes out. It's not the way it's going to be enforced. If you have an important job in France, you're going to be checking your emails. But the point is you can't be fired if you decide to not right, check but your you phone. Can be fu- you could be like you're not good at your job. You can't. People check that you can't. Nobody gets fired in America for checking their. But Kaplan, let's do this. It's like what you do with pregnant women. You're like, eh, just take a break. (laughs) Oh, exactly, exactly. Uh, People, I mean, they do that. Okay, add that to the list of people you're insulting in 2017. (laughs) He's he's insulting the people who fire them. I am. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Kaplan, your job, and we won't say who you work for. People have to go back and listen. It's an Easter egg to an early episode. I couldn't have. They wouldn't. You would get fired in America if you decided. You know what? This weekend, I'm not checking my phone. Right, but he doesn't have employees of 50 people or something. You know, like, but in France now, they're saying, you could say, you know what? I'm unplugging for the weekend. I don't have to check my phone. Right, but how are you going to have a, like, that's like. I'm on Weber's great. side, by the way. I get what he's saying. He's saying that it's less idiots running around checking their phone at all times because they don't have to. They can relax after work, which I think. Yeah, but France is already the most least productive country in the world, probably. So, like, well, that's going to make them worse. I yeah, mean, but who cares? That's good for don't us. Take a job at a place no, that makes you all, check your email all weekend if you don't you like it. You have a all choice. All of us are on our phones way too much. I agree. But people are going to be on Facebook talking about how great it is that in France you don't have to check your phones all the time and they're on Facebook 700 times a day. Here's let me let me get some let me say something everyone I think can agree on. If you're in France or any other country, yes, unplug all the time. If you're in America, get back to work, baby, because we got to beat everybody else. You get to work, and you got to get on your ends. If people are on their phones, and we can hardly get dancing. I don't know. Unsubscribe. All right, next, <laughs> next story. Donald Trump. Oh, this is a Chinese story. The Donald yes. Trump rooster statue is taking China by storm. Have you seen that statue? I have. I saw it on Twitter. Uh, I loved it. Uh, I would love for them to build one here in New York. I couldn't tell initially if they were making fun of Trump or honoring Trump. They're definitely making fun of what him. What is it? Explain this to me. Oh, well, it's a rooster that's in the middle of like a shopping mall, and it's this big, probably like 30, 50-foot oh, statue. Oh, it's enormous. It's like many stories high. Yeah, and it's um, just it's a rooster, that because it's the year of the rooster coming up. But it's like a up. cartoon oh, rooster. Oh. It's not like a, it's not like a rooster rooster. It looks soon. like a cartoon rooster, okay. but with like Trump... Hair and like a Trump face on the rooster, and it has his his, fing- his hands are in like the OK symbol that Trump always does when he's talking, and they're tiny. Oh, and they're are they tiny? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's got a small dick too. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so, what do you get, Donald Trump? It now. says, "What do you get Attic when you cross list. the What do you get when you cross the year of the rooster with the year of the Trump? A huge statue." It's from CNN.com. Well, that- All right. Here's what. No, but here's the thing. Every like boss I ever had in China was just a miniature version of Trump. Like, it's all a lot of, it's like yelling. It's a lot of, like, everything's, they never, ne- never apologize is a big move. You know, if you're, like, the boss, the Laoban, as they call it, you're supposed to exude this, like, confidence, like, Trump-level confidence. So there are... It's more style than substance, is what you're saying. Yes, so very much. So it's, it's, there's the new form, like, a lot of people are going to business schools in Western countries, moving back. Now, that's a different generation. The new generation of bosses are more the CEO type. But the older generation is just, like... It's a cult of personality. It's just like, wah, yell at everybody and get stuff done. You know, my old bosses were that way. And so I, there is a big admiration for Trump in the way he... Wow. Just power. You know, there's a, there's a reverence for power, I would say. I think the guy's a moron, so I, I don't agree with... I, I agree with you. Next story. Self-driving cars will make organ shortages even worse in America, says Slate Online. Think about that. What shortages? Let organ. me explain. Let me explain. Because there are going to be less car accidents... Organ donors, right? Am I, am I explaining that? That's exactly right. It says um, much has been said. <laughs> much has been said about the way we expect our oncoming fleet of driverless cars to change the way we live, remaking us all into passengers, rewriting our economy, uh, retooling our views on ownership, and reshaping our cities. Blah blah blah. They also change the way we die. Because right, as, technology, as technology takes the wheel, road deaths due to driver error will begin to diminish. It is a transformative advancement, but one that comes with consequences in an unexpected place, organ donation. So basically, the, more, the less people that die on the road, the less organ donors we have. Because when old people die, you don't want to donate those organs. No, but some, some, you can, some organs still work, but I know a little bit about this because I feel very strongly about organ donation. I have it on my driver's license. 
uh, <clears throat> I am an organ donor all the way. Uh, I think to not be an organ donor is the most selfish fucking thing in the world. Right, but you don't need that stuff when you're dead. But 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 this but is the, to the point of the article. We would not have this organ shortage if more people were organ donors. Or, and I think to not be an organ donor is really fucking yeah, selfish. Yeah, but also, okay, can I give my you attitude is need for organs. When, my attitude so. is when I go. All of this, everything must go. If, if anyone can use any part of this, it's theirs. Can I give you my solution? Legalize drunk driving. Oh, Jesus. Finally, right? Yes. yes, it would increase organ donors. We need more deaths on the road. We need more people partying and cruising well, you home. you should have a higher legal limit allowed if you're an organ donor. A year that from get, now, a year from now make sure I'm on the list of people you offended in 2017. <laughs> But wait, that would get no. more people to donate organs, right? You were saying. That if would you were solve the problem. To have a higher legal limit, yeah. Blood alcohol limit, right? Higher Sorry, blood driver. alcohol limit. Maybe we cut out Uber in some cities. No, no, no. I'm saying only if you're an you organ know, donor. You know, drunk driving is against the law, not to protect the drunk people, but to protect the sober people driving who are going to get hit by a drunk. Listen, driver. I'm slate online. I'm on the side of this liberal rag mag, <laughs> whatever it is. I'm trying to help them out. I'm, this is a solution. Well, trying to make a cute point, but it's a dumb point because if a million less people die from car accidents, then you need no, less organs. No, I, I think they're making a legitimate point in that. Exactly. I mean, they're making yeah. a legitimate point in that, like, car accidents is a large source of organs that end up involved in organ donation. Right. But if more people were organ donors in general, uh, we wouldn't have this problem. Maybe. A lot of people die and are not organ donors, the and their numbers. families decide, oh, no, I, they, I don't, they weren't an organan donor. Okay. Right, so Weber is passionate about... Organ donning. Jersey farms and organ donning. All right. And not offending people. Well, I'm still on the side of having a good time. I got shit canned. (laughs) (laughs) We'll leave it there. This is America, everybody. This is America. All right. Last. And whoever's against email on the weekend. Go on. (laughs) Yeah. I'm on that. I'm on his team on that one. That, That goes to having a good time. Right. Right. It all falls to the same place. So. You got me there. All right. So that's the pod. Yeah. But. We need an update on Teddy's uh, pre-K testing. What yeah. happened? Is he well, a genius? Or has he, he done it yet? He's taking it next week. I'm glad that we're going we're gonna to shut down the pod for a little time because i gotta, I got to focus on whoa, getting whoa, Teddy whoa. ready. Wait, 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 wait. Let's be clear. The pod is going to continue. Right. There will be a new podcast every week. It's, I'm going to China, so we pre-recorded a couple episodes. Right. So if, we, if anything crazy happens in the world that we are not talking about. Emergency pod. But, well, we're going to do that. We okay. have, we're we, we're going to do phone call pods. Um, we have it set up, so you can call me while I'm in China. Yeah. I invested like $8.99 in an app to make it work. Yes, so. we're going to make it happen tax deductible a little behind the curtain there <laughs> um but so did and then we wanted to take this test of yeah, teddy's big plans big uh, for the pre-k gifted test to see if we were smarter than teddy we aren't smart enough to realize that it's not written test i'm and looking at it now it is entirely visual it is shapes sizes and colors it would be impossible to make this interesting podcast right. and the shame of it is for our listeners is that i have not tried these examples yet but I am Clearly. functionally retarded in spatial relations, so I probably would do terrible in this test. Like, I am actually I, like dying for you to take I, it I when will, we're not taping. Yeah, I would probably. Yeah, how you I mean, do. I mean, I bought Teddy for one. I bought him a learning uh, gift for Hanukkah that was like um, a puzzle. Yeah. That's like a spatial relations thing, and it goes from easy to medium to hard. And Teddy can do all the easy ones, and he can start doing the medium ones, and then he struggles. And I'm trying to help him. And I can't really do them, so. <laughs> well, we got to find out. I mean, Teddy's trying to get into this. Uh, is it a trailer park? No, uh, he's trying to get into the gifted program. I mean, the, his safety ooh. school is the trailer park. Nice. And where so, does the Run Our Test school fit in? In Queensbridge. Isn't he trying to get in there, too? That's, that's, that's his, his, other his, like, reach. That's like a state school. Yeah, yeah. But, um, I mean, I think he's figured out how to work the Amazon Echo. Nice. And he's mastered. I got him like a, a world map that talks and gives you facts around the world. Oh, it's good to know. And he presses on China and it says there's a one billion, over one billion people there. Very true. And he says, that's too many people. They should <laughs> give some to Russia. Russia needs more people. And I think so he's smart about like, you know, population control. So I think he's, he should be getting in. But all right. You know, I don't Hopefully know. Hopefully that uh, question is on the test. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. Are there- they ask him the capital. I, I taught him about where Cameroon is because he's a big fan of the 76ers and Joel Embiid. <laughs> so he knows the capital of Cameroon and Madagascar and all sorts of random places. If any of those things are on the test, we're good. These spatial relations things, I don't know. 
So there's that. That's one thing going on this week, this month. And uh, you'll be in China. Oh, we got a lot going on. We have, we're going to do a Chinese New Year's episode with Misha Han coming yep, up. Yep. We have Andrea Jones-Roy telling us about what it's like to be a circus performer in China and America. I can't wait to hear what she has to say about that. And we have, um, we're going to do a call. I'm going to update you from when I'm out there. Yeah. We might do a live pod. I might do a live pod from the Kung Fu Comedy Club in Shanghai. If you're listening to this, I'm performing this Friday night in Suzhou. I'll be headlining in Suzhou. China, and Saturday night in Shanghai, China. Come out to that. Plus, uh, January 14th, I'll be doing Baijiu Debates, my uh, <laughs> drinking comedy debate show at the Kung Fu Comedy Club in Shanghai. So for our Chinese listeners, and if you're an American, you're looking to plan a trip, you want to get out of here before Trump gets inaugurated, go to China. Come hang out. Come hang out with Turner. Yeah. All right. And Weber, you got anything to plug besides the farms? And the movies. And the movies. I think and, I'm good big, on plugs, but check out Barty Farms in Warren, <laughs> New Jersey. Heavy. So you, have a, you have a good New Year, good Christmas, everything good? All's well. All's well, all right. Excellent. All right, that's all. Thank you all for a fantastic 2016. It was good for us, maybe not for everybody 2016. else. 2016. Let's gonna, do it again. I'm going to head home. I, I gave really nice, generous tips to all my people in my apartment, so Ooh. I, I want to spend a lot of time in the next month at home. Yeah, you got to make that gonna, work. They're going to be giving me like, nice smiles, like really appreciative. Yeah, you got to so, milk that. You got to milk it, exactly. Get yeah. my money's worth out of it. We don't tip for nothing around exactly, here. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to go pick up takeout and tip on my takeout. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, What's but, the word in, in screaming? Split the tip. Bring things back. Pull the tips. The, earlier. Pull the tips is the new name of this podcast. Pull the tips. All right, all right. everybody. Get lost. Get lost.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.